This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week, we recap the NCAA Championships for Women's Rowing and preview the IRA National Championships for Men's Rowing. Plus, we catch you up on track and field as the Bobcats handed out some special hardware and competed well at NCAAs themselves. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Last weekend, the Bates women's rowing team traveled to Sarasota, Florida and competed at the NCAA championships for the 15th consecutive season. Each college was represented by two boats, a first varsity eight and a second varsity eight competing in separate races. The overall winner was determined by a point system that reflects each boat's performance. For the eighth straight year, Bates second varsity eight took home the gold medal in its grand final, edging runner-up Wellesley. In the first Varsity 8 Grand Final, the Bobcats started out in last place before rallying to take third. A first and third for Bates left the Bobcats just one point shy of the championship, won by Wellesley, which took second in both races. The Bates women finished in second place overall, another remarkable achievement considering how young this team was, with only two seniors competing at NCAAs this year. Bates has now placed either first or second at NCAAs in 12 of the last 13 seasons. After the regatta was over, we caught up with sophomore stroke seat Genesis Bussey of the second Varsity 8. Your first NCAA championships, take me through the experience, what really stood out to you? Um, I'm really excited. I think one of the things that made this experience special was that our entire, um, we had a lot of people this year who had not gone to NCAAs before, so it was just exciting overall. But I think um, the most outstanding thing was just the fight in everyone. I think everyone in every race showed a tremendous amount of fight, and I'm so proud of this moment and to be standing here with everyone and my teammates. Second varsity eight, entirely rookies at NCAAs. So to continue that gold medal tradition, eighth in a row, what does that mean to you? Um, it just shows how much talent we have across the board, even back home. It took a lot to get us here. It took a lot of, you know, fighting to get us here. And I think um, even everyone back home, they did a, a lot to get us, for us to even get here. So I'm just proud to be here. Take us through today's race because it was a nail biter. I mean, it was down to the wire there with Wellesley. Uh, what did you see from your perspective? Yeah, well, I'm kind of very tunnel vision in the boat. I was just staring at Bella, my coxswain, the entire time, but I did see Wellesley throughout my peripheral. And it was definitely a nail biter. It was definitely, um, got a little scary at times, but I think the thing that we focused on was just getting to the fight early, just fighting early, getting out ahead. And I think um, the acceleration at the end, the sprint at the end, I think. Um, but it was, it was a very close race and Wellesley definitely pushed us in that race. So this is probably a little bit hotter conditions than you're used to when it comes to rowing, at least at Bates. Uh, well, how'd you handle that? Water um, was very important, and also just being here with everyone made the heat kind of fade into the background. So. And for the team overall, obviously, you know, second place overall, um, you know, it's weird, you know, second in the country, yeah. Bates of like we expect a national title. What are your thoughts on like going forward, you know, what the team can do to build on this season kind of? Yeah, I think we're just very proud of ourselves. Um, we showed, like I said before, we showed a tremendous amount of fight um, across the board. And I think that we're just happy that we didn't lose it. I think we're happy that we um, kept the fight and we, you know, we, we have, a lot of people were saying that this was going to be a rebuilding year, and I think we proved them wrong. So um, we're just excited to kind of build off of this, and we can't wait to see how much talent we have back in the fall. And this regatta compared to like a standard everyday regatta, like down in Worcester, what's this? How does it compare? Um, so this was actually um, 
a lot more professional I think um, on the start lines we have um, little traffic lights that tell us um, that show green when we're supposed to go we also have little boots on the bows that kind of keep our bows in line so our coxswains and have to have our uh, two seats skull the, the bow to get our points so it was very professional um, it definitely got me a little anxious at times when the bow wasn't in the boot but I think um, it was really fun really fun for my first time great any other thoughts you wanted to share about NCAAs we haven't got to talk about yet uh, no, I'm just proud of my teammates and proud of everyone and I wanted to especially thank everyone back home who got us here. So. Thank you. Appreciate thank you it. so much. We also got first Varsity 8 coxswain sophomore Lucy Del Cole's perspective on her first trip to NCAAs. So this was your debut at NCAAs as a coxswain. Take us through kind of the experience of this particular regatta. Um, it was really exciting. So day one was a little bit crazy. There were, it felt like thousands of boats out there. And we were up at that starting area waiting to try out the boots, which are the technology that they have at the start. Um, I think for about an hour, just waiting with thousands of crews. And, you know, I would have expected people to have a little more experience here. Maybe everyone was new like me, but it was really exciting being up there. Um, and then even just like the start area is so cool. They have the boot come up, you lock into it, and then they call all the names. They have attention and wait a very long time and then have this like siren go, which gets your adrenaline going. And you start off the race really strong with that, I think. Um, but it was really cool being here. I haven't been at anything this big. And we have a bit of a team crush on Texas, so it was cool seeing them here um, and seeing like coxswains, who I think of as like top star coxswains, being right here at this race with us. Interesting. So having the Division One teams here was pretty inspiring. Yes, it was very inspiring. Very cool being able to dock next to them and bring our boats right by next to them. It was very cool. Great. And then um, take us through to the grand final here, because I saw you know start off in six and then move through a couple boats to get to third. Take us through how that race kind of went. Yeah, so we were hoping to start a little more with the crowd off the beginning, but once we'd finished our start sequence, which is about 45 strokes, um, I looked over to my right where all the other crews were and saw that we were in last at that point. Um, and this is something that we've experienced before starting off behind. So I said, right now we are last in the field. Um, but right after our start, we went into a second move and through that move, we started to move on Tufts, Williams, and Ithaca. Um, and then after that move, we took another one. So it was kind of three moves in a row. And through that third move, we were walking on Ithaca and right with Wellesley at that point. So that was reassuring for us to kind of have that move, those three in a row, to be right up with the other crews at that point. Um, but it was definitely a little scary to start down. But I knew the whole time we were right with Wellesley. It felt like we were right with them through the 1500, um, all the way into that last 250. They have a really strong sprint, so that's where they really walked away. Um, and WPI was crazy. They were awesome. They had an amazing race. They were just right off the bat, off on their own, doing their own thing. Um, we tried to hold bow to stern with them pretty much the whole time, which we did up until the end, but they were really, really fast up there. You know, it being such a young crew this year, yeah. um, including yourself, I suppose, right? What's that been like uh, gaining this experience throughout the season? It's been really exciting. We knew that we were a really young crew, and we just have two seniors in the boat. Um, and out of the people in the boat who have been here before, I think it's four or five of us. Um, so it was very exciting coming in here knowing that we were all pretty new to this. And the whole season we were saying, like, I think there was kind of 
a feeling in the very beginning of the season where we were like, this might be a rebuilding year. We graduated a lot of people. We might have to build ourselves back up. Um, but the moment we started racing, we were like, this is not a rebuilding year. Like, we are just as strong as any of the past crews. Um, and I think our showing yesterday told us that too. It took us a long time to get up there right with Wellesley. And once we got them yesterday, I think we were like, we built this eight with one returning person. Um, and it felt very like, we did this, like this is something that we created. Um, I think we think about our legacy a lot and we think about what the people behind us have done and how much they've done for Bates Rowing, but it was really cool to have something that kind of felt like it was like, it came from us. Also room for growth, I'm sure going forward. So what are, what are some goals you have kind of moving into the fall? I'm actually going abroad in the fall. Oh. <laughs> For yeah. next spring then. Yeah, for next spring, um, I'm hoping that they get just as strong as they did this past fall, next fall, um, and I'm hoping we come back and in Florida are able to get right into it. I think it'll be more of a returning crew next year, which will be exciting, but knowing this year we had such young, fast rowers gives me even more excitement for next year, knowing that people will come in and be those young, fast rowers that we had this year, um, and they'll push us even further next year, which is really exciting. Great, well, any thoughts you want to share about NCAAs we're going to talk about? No, it was all so fun. Very excited to be here. And head coach Peter Steenstrand gives us his perspective on the Bobcats' national runner-up performance. There's a lot of youth, and um, you know, mostly that if you consider the fact that we have only five people here who have been to the NCAAs before, Right. So it's more than just the fact that the team itself is young. It's our experience here is actually pretty thin. Right. If we, sure, we have five people who have done it and have been here. But uh, only Kinder was, was the one that was, had been in that 1V, that pressure cooker that is the Varsity 8. Right. So that's something that um, going into throughout the entire year, we knew that was going to be a factor. Right. That's just part of the, what it is to be here. It's, um, it's, a, it's a real challenge. Um, to take that on and we practiced it many times through the season with New England's and NIRC and had major races and had good competition there but there's nothing like this race. I mean this is like I think what your 14th year at Bates right? <clears throat> 14th, yep. Yeah so, have you ever had a younger team than this one? Dude, I don't know I'd have to really do some <laughs> research on that but no I, I think this is the in terms of having been to NCAAs before you could call this the least experienced yeah. Take us through the, the grand final. First of all, how about the second varsity eight? Those are entirely rookies, and they keep the streak going, right? Yeah, I know. Well, it, <laughs> that's that's a boat that has uh, really improved dramatically from one week to the next. And so they've gained uh, just a lot of speed. And along the way, as you gain that speed, you're gaining some confidence at the same time. But there's good leadership in the boat. There's, uh, you know, with Bella being such a terrific, uh, level-headed, generally a quiet person there in stroke seat, but when she, her voice really stands out, that's what that group needs, is to have that strong voice. And I think that you can attribute quite a bit of boat speed to just her voice alone. And then on um, the first varsity eight, you know, Lucy was taking me through the race, how the first, well, I think 500, they were in last, and they were able to push through a bunch of boats to get third. Take us through that race kind of from what you were able to see. They've been doing that all season. <laughs> They've been challenging me and uh, my heart there. But uh, yeah, they're coming off the line. They've they've been um, they've never been truly confident about off the line work. Um, but we've, we've improved quite a bit. Um, I think that uh, one thing we really rely on is our ability to go through the middle of the course with a great deal of confidence. You know, so that's something that we know is going to work no matter what. 
worked again today. I mean, it's been going like this all spring. Uh, but yeah, we were off the line in sixth place, and it, it kind of stayed that way for a while, from what I could, from what I heard. I think we were at 500 down. We were in sixth place. Um, but then it was just it's the usual Bates thing. We're, we're just reeling everyone in from that point on. It's this locomotive that they are, that they pick up speed and just sort of keep it going through. Um, and then they went through three crews and they ended up third place. So it's a, it's just a real testament to the depth that they have, the perseverance, that true strength that carries them through the middle of the course where they have all the confidence. You know, it's interesting, you know, Wellesley got uh, won by a point overall, um, even though they didn't actually win one of the races. <laughs> do you like the point system? What's that point system like from your perspective? Um, oh, I do like it. I like uh, the fact that it is a true team effort. And uh, it, and it means that that JV8, uh, they have a job to do. And the, 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 if they can get those 16 points, then that's a huge chunk of points, right? And so that that's what it's all about. We'll do our job to get that. And then the 1V has the pressure of getting more than twice as many points, right? So they, they have a lot of, um, uh, I mean, it, it, it creates a be bigger, better team environment when it comes down to everyone having to do their own job. Wellesley and Bates seems like a bit of a, a rivalry almost at this point. I know you're pretty friendly with their coach, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's rivalry, yes, but it's just big, it's just two groups of athletes and two groups of coaches that have a lot of respect for each other. And I think that that's a great way to go through. It's Division Three, right? It, maybe there's some of this at D1. I'm not sure that I'm, I can really comment too much on, on what it's like up there. But um, we see them so often. It, if we didn't like each other, like it really would take some of the fun out of what we're doing. So I think that we just have a lot of respect for them, what they're doing. They're a great operation, a great coaching staff. There's a Bates and alum that's a coach over there, Emily Muller. Uh, you know, she's one of the coaches over there. So it's really difficult to to dislike those people, right? And Carly is is a Wellesley grad that came and coached here. So like we, we got a lot of cross. <laughs> Cross pollination happening there. Great, and then I guess what any other thoughts you want to share about this NCAA experience? Uh, maybe how it compares to to past ones from, from your perspective. Every year is a different group, and I'm lucky enough to be able to compare groups from year to year. We've been here so many years, right? So it's just so deep, deep rooted into our program that coming to NCAA's is something you should really appreciate. It's a privilege. It's something you work toward, um, but. Um, I can't say that you know, this group is any different. You know what I mean? Like, like they have their personality, which has been unique all year as compared to other crews. Um, but it's been a lot of fun watching them develop, get better, and become a more and more tighter knit group. So it's been a lot of fun. The men's rowing team seeks to make some history at this weekend's Intercollegiate Rowing Association National Championships in West Windsor, New Jersey. For the first time, the IRA Regatta will offer a championship race for Division III colleges. If the Bobcats win, they will be the first varsity men's team in the college's history to win a national championship. Senior Thomas Monahan joins the Bobcast to preview IRAs. I didn't row in high school. I was a novice, so I learned to row my freshman year here. Um, in high school, I did triathlons and I ski raced. So, I mean, I had some sort of competitive background, but it was really at Bates where I learned to row, fell in love with the sport, um, and it's kind of progressed from there. So not having a background in rowing, kind of what made Bates the place for you coming from Colorado? Um, so I, I grew up in the mountains, so I've always kind of enjoyed being in nature. 
Um, I liked that Bates was, I came to visit my junior year. Um, obviously, I didn't know about rowing, but just uh, you, you drive five minutes off of campus and you're already kind of in a rural area and uh, it, there's great biking and I, I just really enjoyed uh, kind of the atmosphere of this school. Great. Um, you know, you mentioned being a novice. So when you first stepped on campus, when did you decide or how did you decide you wanted to join the rowing team? My senior year of high school, I broke my back ski racing. Ooh. So that kind of interrupted and kind of decisively put an end to what I thought I was going to do in college. Um, and so from there, I was kind of looking for a sport to do. And my mom thought that rowing would be a good connection uh, given all of the endurance sports that I had done in high school. So I, and I wanted to do a team sport as well. And so I came into school, I emailed the assistant coach, and I kind of just took the leap of faith. Um, and I, I'm super happy that I did. I, I, the guys on the team instantly welcomed me, and I, I really think it's kind of the sport for me. Yeah, I mean, you're in the first varsity eight now, right? Yeah. I mean, how's that development gone over your time at Bates, you know, working your way up from a novice to the 1V here? The thing I love about rowing is that at its core, it's a work-based sport. And so when I came in as a freshman, I may not have been the most genetically gifted or obviously the most technically proficient, um, but I just kept working. And then after my freshman year, I learned a skull over the summer, which I think has been probably the greatest tool to develop as an individual. Um, so I have done a lot of work in the single and probably am better in a single than I am in an eight, but <laughs> you know, that's whatever. Um, and so it's kind of progressed naturally. And so freshman year, towards the end of the spring, I, I, I would say I was probably, you know, one of the bottom four guys on the team. I was being seat raced in and out of the three V, managed to stay in it for that, but Kept working, and then junior year, found my way in into Bowsey to the 1V, and then stayed there since. So, so a lot of work yeah. in the summer, it sounds like. Yeah, and in the winter. So in the summer, where were you? Back in Colorado doing this? or uh, Over freshman year, I was in Colorado. When we got kicked off campus, junior <laughs> year, right. or sophomore year, I was uh, living in a cabin like 40 minutes north of here, and I had just come to the boathouse and still skull. Uh, and then this past summer, I was with a um, kind of a competitive rowing group in Vermont at Craftsbury. So I was with their U23 program, and I, I think that was, I, I really took a big step up in my rowing that summer. So it's been a great asset. Terrific. And what describe this group this year. I mean, it's a very obviously, you know, dedicated group, a great performance at the Charles in the fall, and now uh, competing hopefully for the D3, you know, national title here this weekend here. Yeah, uh, we have a phenomenal group of guys. Uh, I think some teams really struggled through COVID, um, but we largely saw it as an opportunity to come together and kind of change the culture around doing work and uh, assess what our aspirations are. And we, we settled on, we want to do well at the Charles and we want to win a D3 championship. Um, and so we have a tremendous opportunity this year. It's the first one there's been. I could be wrong, but I don't think any men's team at Bates has ever won a national championship. Um, so I, I, we're very excited and, and motivated to get it done. Obviously, the women have done it at the NCAA level, men's rowing not being an NCAA sport, IRAs. You got to go there last year, but it was not the same as this year, right? No. Uh, there, there are a couple of reasons it was different, uh, but, but COVID definitely 
left its mark on that, I would say. Um, and so we didn't have the performance there that we wanted, but I, I, I think that honestly contributed to where we are today in terms of changing the culture and driving ourselves to be better. And you guys have had to battle through some adversity this year. I know talking to Steven Sparks, guys got hit with illness mm-hmm. uh, before some key regattas this year had to mix up the boats a little bit. How have you been able to adapt and, and stay focused on the end goal, kind of? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm very proud of the guys just for pulling together. And, I mean, every single person stepped on up on the team. We had a COVID outbreak. We had a bunch of guys injured in the 1V. Um, coach was saying, this past week going into IRAs that we had not had a single, uh, we had never gone more than four days in the same lineup as a 1V. Um, And and water time is just so important. Strokes and lineup is so important. Um, And so I think we've really capitalized on that opportunity uh, these past few weeks. Um, But this is the first time that we've had, so we had, our complete 1V at San Diego, mm-hmm. um, which we did quite well at. Um, and we haven't had a full boat since. Okay. Yeah. But now we finally have the full lineup back. Everyone's done a fantastic job of getting it back together. Uh, and, and we're excited just to go into a race knowing that, you know, we're the best that we can be. And, and that's an exciting proposition. Terrific. And then, I mean, obviously you've developed a passion for rowing over the four years here. Uh, what's that process been like? Because it's a sport you... Obviously, you mentioned you weren't familiar with it all, really, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it, it's been an interesting transition. Um, they're, they're not lying when people say that it's the ultimate team sport. Uh, I think and that's something that I've, I've chafed with myself, having really only done individual sports beforehand. Um, but I think that's the part that I've probably fallen in love with the most, just training with the guys, like having all of these people just working together in the pursuit of one goal. Is pretty beautiful and awesome. Great. And then what's the senior class kind of mean to you? Because being one of these seniors in this boat, along with, you know, Steven and Espen and, and uh, Sobe there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, we have, a, we have a large senior class with a lot of personality. Um, and we've grown quite close together. Um, and, I, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better set of guys to do it with. I've roomed with, I mean, all of the guys in the 1V except for Sobe. But, uh, you know, I think... This senior class, we came in our freshman year and we weren't so great, um, but we stuck together through COVID and we've really been trying to drive a culture change on the team. Um, and I'm excited to see it through to fruition. Now, West Windsor, New Jersey, Mercer Lake, uh, tell us about what you could expect to see because uh, you've been there before. Yeah, uh, we were there last year. Uh, Mercer is notorious for having hurricane-esque conditions. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes there are race cancellations or whatever they may be. Um, But I I don't know. We went out this morning. It was 14-mile-an-hour winds. White capping is about as bad as it gets. And I I think the crews just uh, were so determined and excited that we're not going to let conditions dictate our race. We're, We're going to, you know, let our work speak for itself. It's interesting because looking at the schedule, and correct me if I'm wrong, you have the heat on Friday, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it only, all it does is determine what lane you'll be in Saturday, right? Take us through how that's going to go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think that'll definitely be something that we discuss with Coach, yeah. um, whether, uh, what the best strategy is. I don't know. Uh, right now, uh, so with the lane determination, it, it's kind of a question of is the wind significant enough 
to warrant going all out in that effort. Um, but I, to me, more so than that, I, we're coming into this regatta in, in what I think is the ideal position. We are ranked second, but I think that Williams is not necessarily going to take us seriously. Mm. Certainly not as seriously as we're taking this regatta um, with all of the adversity that we have faced and all the things that we've gone through this semester. I, I mean, I, it, it means a tremendous amount to us, and we're, we're ready to just put it all on the line. And for a crew who beat us by five seconds the previous week and 13 seconds the week before when everyone had COVID, I, I, I really don't think they're going to be prepared for what we're going to bring this weekend. Well, it should be very exciting. You can, of course, watch the live video feed via the links on our website at GoBatesBobcats.com. Looking forward to seeing how the men's team does. And, Thomas, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Elise Lambert and Liam Byrne represented Bates Track and Field at the NCAA Outdoor Championships in Geneva, Ohio last weekend. Lambert and Byrne both finished 19th in the 800 meters and the discus, respectively. But then Byrne bounced back to take 12th in the hammer throw on Saturday, beating his seed of 19th in the field. Meanwhile, back on campus... The Bobcats have announced the winners of the Peter and Lois Duran Award for Track and Field Excellence, with senior captains Liam Evans and Amanda Kaufman winning the honor. Men's head coach Curtis Johnson joins the Bobcast to discuss that and much more. Well, we delayed the Bobcast till Wednesday this week. I'm glad we did because we're going to have Curtis Johnson on talking some men's track and field because uh, just announced the winners of the Peter and Lois Duran Award for Track and Field Excellence from the men's team, Liam Evans, and from the women's team, Amanda Kaufman, both senior captain, obviously being the head coach of the men's team, Curtis. We'll talk a little bit about Liam Evans and what he means to this program. And first of all, maybe before even we talk about Liam, talk about the award itself. I know it's in its third year, but it, it seeks to award kind of overall excellence, right? Yes. So the Peter and Lois Duran Award for Track and Field Excellence, you know, it's, it's one that really is special uh, because it makes you think. Um, so we look at the the things that are straightforward, you know, accolades and uh, GPA. And from there, you kind of craft who has helped to shape your program uh, from the inside out. And, um, you know, the goal is, and what typically happens is that you do have one or two people who immediately jump out. Um, and, uh, you know, of course it can't be that easy with the team of leaders. Um, but, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to to be here and, and know exactly what Bates track and field is and what it looks to be and how we've grown and developed over the last few years through the pandemic. And, um, you know, a big part of our team members' roles wasn't just performing in the last three years, right? They had to be more than athletes. They had to be good teammates. They had to be mentors um, and role models for everyone around. And so um, speaking to people who really live and breathe Bates track and field um, in their actions and, and what they seek to do um, is really what that award is about. And of course, the, the moments and the accolades that attach to it. Um, so this year's award going to Liam Evans is uh, it's something I'm very excited about. And uh, it's, it's, it's special because I, I have been here to see him develop from a uh, freshman and, um, or even I should say a recruit who came in and I, uh, you know, him and his brother came in and they visited and I always say, man, I didn't even know if they actually, if Bates would be the right fit for them, but it turns out it was, it turns out they, they, they came and they're in their recruiting visit and, um, and, and speaking specifically with Liam, um, this was the place for him and he has surely helped, uh, you know, shape our program over the last four years. So 
very excited about this. And uh, I know he's going to go on to do uh, great things now that he's a graduate. Yeah, it was great to see him win the New England Division Three title in the Decathlon this year. I mean, that's the ultimate, like, endurance event almost, right? You have 10 different events you've got you to be good at, and he was good at all of them. Yeah, and, you, you know, you know, just seeing the team rush out to the finish line when he when he crossed uh, the crossed over the finish line after the fifteen hundred, it speaks to you know his impact on the entire team, regardless of which event group. You know, and um, it's a grueling two days uh, with ten events in total, and um, you know that speaks to all of the work he has to do just to prepare for those different events throughout the year. So it takes it takes a, a someone who's composed and, and, and has a high work ethic to be a decathlete. Um, that's, that's the bare minimum. Uh, but to also put so much time and attention into being a good teammate, being someone who uh, communicates well with your coaches and, and makes people feel that this is a place where you can grow. Um, you don't always get that when you get a good student athlete. Um, the extra part of caring for your program um, is something that you only get when uh, you only get with a, a few uh, great leaders, um, and, and Liam is definitely one of them. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because he was a captain this year. What kind of leadership did you see from him in terms of you know helping lead a, a team? Because I, with track and field, it's such a big roster. I imagine the captains have a unique challenge there. Yeah, and you know because this was such a a unique year or last few years, um, it, it's a it was a very intricate process of how do we motivate. Um, our team, uh, you know, especially not originally knowing how the year would shape up, what season, uh, if the season would be a full one, a short one, if this week something would be canceled. And you know what? Having someone like Liam Evans, who was very straightforward in his message of, hey, whatever you need, just let me know. Um, we want to do our best to be prepared regardless of what this year turns out to be. And so someone... Liam as a captain, someone who is just level-headed, who genuinely looks to support the, you know, the greater good of the team. And um, one of my favorite things is also someone who has a lot of respect and uh, support and, you know, passion for supporting members of the women's team, um, you know, because this does encompass a huge community, 120 members, if you include both teams. So, uh, I am thankful to have had Liam over the last few years to, to, to be there with, with the incoming classes, to let them know that they can, you know, be as great as they want to be as long as they're putting in the work. And more importantly, leading by example, leading by example every day. Yeah, you mentioned the women's team. Obviously, Amanda Kaufman, the winner of this award from the women's team. Uh, she called herself a super senior sort of this year, coming back after taking a year away. What did she mean kind of to the program as a whole? I mean, I don't know how much you got a chance to work with her. I know you work with sprinters. She's a sprinter, a hurdler. But uh, what does she mean to the program? Yes, and so, you know, luckily I, I did work with Amanda on a regular basis um, since she, she came into the Bates program and, um, you know, <laughs> There's a lot I could say about Amanda uh, from her, her trips to nationals on in many different areas, from the hurdles to the distance medley relay to the four by four relay, um, you know, leading the way in multiple events at the state meet, um, being somebody who uh, put the team first, really looked to be a source of energy for all of the groups. And 
with a team of that size, having somebody who can break down the barriers in the different event groups, it's necessary. And uh, Amanda is somebody who, God, she really gave, um, you know, a full commitment to to being a better version of herself every season. And so not only were we we glad to get her back after the, you know, that COVID year, um, COVID gap year, but to have her step back into a leadership role um, and just be an unconditional leader and, uh, and, and just enjoy what she does. It's, it's been, it's been magical and something that I've been thankful to be here for. Excellent. And then we mentioned, uh, we talked about Liam Evans. Let's talk about the other Liam because you were at NCAAs this past weekend, Liam Byrne. Um, it seems like we talk about both Liams all year because they've had such great seasons. Uh, Liam Byrne did get to compete at nationals uh, in both the discus and the hammer throw. And uh, we talked about this off air a little bit yesterday, but you know, he had kind of a rough go in the discus, but he really bounced back well in the hammer. Take us through his nationals debut from your perspective. Yeah, and talking about that bounce back, that's one thing about Liam Byrne that I am most excited about seeing, you know, um, I know since he came to Bates, his goal was to be a really good thrower, be at the national level. Um, but how you get through obstacles, how you bounce back, man, it is something that you have to learn. Um, so going into his first national trip, we just wanted him to enjoy it and be competitive. Um, and luckily he had two events at the NCAA championship. So he was able to rebound from day one and Saturday, man. Um, you know, he really stepped into that circle um, with a lot more composure, uh, a, a better sense of just fun energy and, and enjoyed that moment. And that's why he ended up, you know, going, you know, beyond his seed and, and really setting him up himself up nicely for uh, next year. Um, but he, his work ethic and everything he's he's done solidified him as, you know, one of the best in the nation prior to us getting there. And so um, my goal is always to, you know, remind him that, and, uh, you know, I think that, I think that, you know, coming into this year, it has been such a, such a gift to have coach Kalina come in with such great energy and work with him and recognize his talent and push him to succeed. So we had a great trip in Ohio. Uh, I think that um, we all left knowing how excited and bright the future will be. And also that um regardless of how big your goals are, you can enjoy it. And um, I'm excited for Liam Byrne to continue on this impressive Thoreau's legacy in his own right, but also just be an incredible Bobcat for our team. Great. And then kind of looking at the season in a big picture, your first year as head coach here, obviously the, the team's had great success sweeping the uh, main state meets, really strong performances at New England's as well for other uh, teams. But uh, big picture, what are your thoughts on kind of your first year as head coach and what are some goals you have in your mind uh, moving into next fall? Yeah, this is a, a truly humbling experience, you know, the day in and day out. Um, there's 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 no one way to, you know, prepare our teams and, and especially with there being so many different individuals. Um, so I'm thankful for one year to learn what works for this generation of, of Bates cross country and track and field. I'm excited because we saw and had that big reminder that we are one of the best in the conference. And um, even though we had some challenges and things that were literally out of our control we were able to always rebound and remind us like hey the work is done we can we can bring it and uh next year i'm excited to build off of that it's uh, a talented group we have right now they built something and uh you know whether you say it's because of the pandemic or just a new era of coaching um this is a turning page and so to get off to a strong foot that was uh, our own little story is something special. And I'm, I'm really thankful to be in this, in this position and this role for our teams. 
Excellent. Well, Curtis, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Congrats on a great uh, debut season as head coach. And uh, again, Liam Evans and Amanda Kaufman, the winners this year, the Peter and Lois Duran Award for Track and Field Excellence. Thanks again. Yes, thank you. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap how our Bobcats do at the IRA National Championship Regatta. And Director of Athletics Jason Fine will help us put a bow on the 2021-2022 Bates Athletics year. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates,